Hi, it's Jin here again. Welcome to my podcast, Stress Bucket Solutions. I hope you enjoyed um, the last episode, which was the introduction to my book. And in this episode, I'm going to read an excerpt from chapter one uh, of it as well. It's like I said, it's all on my blog. So I should be making this more accessible as well for people who one, need it. And uh, secondly, for people who actually enjoy audiobooks as well. I'm in and out of audiobooks. Sometimes I love them for a little phase and then I go out of them as well. I do like to sit and read. It just helps me concentrate. So I'm going to, like I said, talk about, uh, just read out literally the first chapter, which is on my blog anyway. Now, last week's one, there were a few mistakes. I hope you'll forgive me for those, but it's natural. I didn't want to start editing. I I never edit any of my um, podcast episodes because I think it's really important you hear me naturally. No one claims to be perfect. Some people claim to be perfect. I will say that, Um, but I definitely don't. I've got lots of flaws and I want you to hear my real voice uh, as well. Yes, I'm trying to speak more clearly so that people can understand me, but it is my voice. It is my accent. This is how I normally talk. If I'm a bit more relaxed, my language might be a little bit more colourful, but I don't obviously want to do that on here. So this is me sitting recording at my desk with my laptop with my head mic on. That's all. There's nothing complicated about this. So I feel natural doing it. I've got my cup of tea with me, which is decaf. We only have decaf in our house, obviously. And I've got my little Lego Weejin with me as well. Um, Lots of paper with loads of notes on and my to-do list. But yeah, it's just me recording. So I hope you enjoy chapter one. If you haven't heard the introduction yet, that's in the last episode. Do go back and listen to that. But today it's about chapter one. Now, chapter one is titled Brain Basics. You will have heard a lot of this in in my previous podcast. If you're a a podcast listener, uh, this is going right back to the beginning. But like I said, I'm going to read word for word, going off on my tangents if I want to, and I'll let you know if I've gone off on a tangent. And yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Please let me know what you think. So Brain Basics. I'm going to start reading now directly from the blog. Brain Basics. Let's look at the brain. Right now, you're using the intelligent part of your brain to listen to this. The vast resource of all that learning you did as a child that you've now programmed yourself to be able to listen and concentrate without even thinking about it. This is the part of the brain that you know as being you. This is your consciousness, the objective and rational part of your brain. This part of the brain allows us to drive, use computers and mobile phones. In fact, this is the part of the brain you use to analyze a situation, assess it carefully, and then come up with the right answer to take some action. So it's generally quite positive. Because it's attached to all your intelligent resource, I call it the intelligent brain. If you want to be fancy, it's your left prefrontal cortex. But let's keep it simple and call it the intelligible, intelligent brain for now. Now, I'm going off tangent sidebar here. In my book, I am going to put a little graphic of like a little Einstein. Again, Julie Diver, who did my illustrations, she's done a little Einstein kind of um, little cartoon picture. And that's what I use in my talks as well sometimes to identify that part of the brain. Now, the brain does love visuals. So in my talks, I do try to bring up visuals more than lots of words. I don't have lots of words in the screen. So um, imagine a little Einstein sitting in your brain. That, that's your intelligent brain. 
Okay, back to the book. Now, there's another part of your brain I want to talk about, the original primitive part of your brain. You'll know this part of your brain as it's commonly called the fight or flight response, but medically known as the amygdala. This part of the brain is our survival response from caveman days, and it served us well over time. I'll call this part of the brain the primitive brain. Sidebar here again for audiobook listeners. Uh, I've now got in my book here a little doodle, one of Julie's doodles, of a cave person. Very gender neutral, sort of like there's funny hair and it's just going ug, ug, ug. And it's got like one of those leopard skin sort of togas on, <laughs> one of those sort of things. So again, a visual for the primitive brain because it's the caveman part of our brain. Back to the book. So how did these two parts of the brain work together? Imagine, if you will, that you stopped listening now and looked up and saw a massive polar bear coming towards you. What would happen? Again, sidebar here for audio listeners. A doodle of a polar bear. Could you guess uh, that was going to come up? So a doodle of a polar bear, uh, quite a vicious looking one, because I know people have said to me before that, well, polar bears are quite cute. I'm like, well, I've got to sort of show an angry one here. So angry polar bear icon here and back to the book again. So how did these two parts of the brain work together? Imagine, if you will, that you looked up from I put reading right now and to you audio listeners, as I should say, imagine if you looked up for listening right now. Oh, I've said this bit. <laughs> okay, I'm repeating myself. Imagine if you will, you looked up from listening right now and saw a massive polar bear coming towards you. What would happen? Your stress levels would shoot up instantly. You'd lose intellectual control that you had while listening and your primitive brain would kick into gear straight away. Your heart would start pumping to get the oxygen flowing quickly to your muscles so you could make a run for it. You'd breathe a lot faster. You'd go all sweaty and your guts would churn. In fact, you'd probably have a full-blown panic attack. You'd scream the place down while running as fast as your little legs could carry you. And that's fantastic. Get away from that polar bear and survive. Fight or flight. You don't want to die. In any case, fight might be the riskier option. It may be better to run away which is the flight response instead. But it's much the same in life. As your stress levels go up and rise, you begin to lose that intellectual control from the intelligent brain and the primitive brain steps in to take over. Your stress levels can rise gradually over time. You don't need a sudden event just to make that happen. A sudden traumatic event will naturally raise your stress levels, but often you can't pinpoint it to one specific event, maybe just a multitude of life stresses building up over days and months and years. The primitive brain senses that danger ahead, so it takes over to go into survival mode. It's just a safety mechanism. The primitive brain has three opt-out clauses, and we're all pre-programmed with these. They are one, depression, two, anxiety, and three, anger. Let's look at these individually in more detail. I've done a subtitle here that I've said caveman theory. If your mind as a whole senses some sort of danger ahead, your primitive brain will step in, take over and go into one of these three opt-out clauses of depression, anxiety and anger, or even a combination of all three. Yes, you can actually be depressed 
angry and anxious all at the same time. If we look back through evolution, we can clearly see the reason why we have these three responses. Imagine our caveman ancestors looking out of the cave one day and seeing it all snowed under. They would think, forget this. I'm not going out hunting and gathering today. I'm just going to retreat back into my cave and pull the rug over my head and wait until this situation passes. That would have been a perfectly appropriate survival response under those circumstances. Except we don't live like that anymore. We've taken that primitive response and translated it into modern day symptoms of depression. You can't get out of bed or get motivated to do things. You want to hide away from the world and sleep the day away. When we're depressed, we lack motivation to do even the simplest of tasks. Imagine the caveman out hunting and gathering in the wild. They had to be alert for danger all the time. Another tribe or animal could be just around the corner ready to attack. We don't live like that anymore. But we've taken that natural survival response and we now call it anxiety. We're worried about what might happen and concerned for the dangers that may be out there. You may be constantly worried about your family or issues at work. You're constantly, constantly concerned and overthink about your future prospects. You wonder how you'll ever get through the day with all the challenges that lie ahead. And anger? Well, that's just simply a primitive response to fear. If the poor caveman was ever attacked, what did they do to scare that tribe or animal away? They screamed and shouted, grinned and bared their teeth, made themselves bigger by flailing their arms about to scare that danger away. These days, when we see that in someone, we say they've got anger management issues. Maybe you're snapping at people for no obvious reason or feeling argumentative all the time. Road rage is a perfect example of this. Look a little closer. Remember I said the primitive brain was the fight or flight part? Well, anger is fight, anxiety is flight, and depression is freeze. We should actually call it fight or flight or freeze. Generalised anxiety disorders, clinical depression and anger management issues don't simply occur overnight though. The response can be short and sharp. But once you get emotionally hijacked by the primitive brain, it's all-consuming. Early signs of the anger or fight response can be feeling irritable, grumpy, or having a short temper. Feeling slightly anxious, the flight response, initially shows up as constant worry, fear, and being overly pessimistic. And depression symptoms can first appear as low mood, a lack of motivation and procrastination. It's too dangerous to come out of your cave. Try to spot the signs early on and don't let it build up so it overpowers you completely because that's when you lose control. Now, one for the computer geeks. I often use this example to help people understand how the brain has evolved over time. Imagine your brain as a computer. The primitive brain is very old hardware that has not had an upgrade for centuries. Instead of upgrading and developing that part of the computer, a whole load of new software in the form of the intelligent brain has been attached to it instead. This new software is constantly getting upgraded and monitored and getting even larger. The old hardware is still there. But now there's a conflict between the old, out-of-date hardware and the new, sophisticated software. 
the whole computer is not working as efficiently as it could, especially when the old hardware is just as powerful as it ever was. Can you see how these once very useful survival responses really do not serve as well in modern day times? The fight response is now seen as anger management issues. The flight response is now generalized anxiety disorder. And the prolonged freeze response is clinical depression. And that's the end of my blog post. It's not the end of that chapter, I will say. I just didn't want to make the blog post really long. The chapter does continue a little bit more. But that's me recording it in audio for you as well to make it um, accessible too. Actually, once again, really enjoyed reading it out. Um, in my mind, I've noticed a few little mistakes, but I'll see if I can correct those because you can when you self-publish and you can keep updating it, uh, which I will do. But I hope and I, I apologize for any mistakes I made while reading it out. But in some ways, like I said at the beginning, I want you to hear the real me as we, me. That's me making mistakes even now. Um, so I wanted to be more authentic with it. And actually, if I spent time trying to sit and record it absolutely perfectly, it would take me hours because I'm absolutely sure I would make a mistake every single time. The more you think about not making a mistake, that's all you can think about is making a mistake. Uh, going back to don't think about a green bus. If you haven't heard that episode, go back and listen to that. So that is um, an excerpt from my first chapter from right from the beginning, but I've just held it off a little bit as well. There, there's a little bit more to go in that chapter, but I hope that that sounds good. I hope you enjoyed it. Once again, if you've fallen asleep, that's great because sleep empties your stress bucket. I'm trying to keep my voice nice and calm, but I'm trying to put a little bit of personality in for you as well to try and make it interesting. In my book as well, I've also got some case studies as well, some examples, some stories, because everyone loves a story. So I put in some stories of people tackling their mental health as well and how well they did that. So um, in fact, I might record one of those episodes and just read it out for you and elaborate on it a little bit as well. So I hope that might be useful for you. I hope you've enjoyed that. Watch this space while I continue to record the audio book and I will let you know as soon as it's out because if you like listening to podcasts, highly likely that you like an audio book as well. So I'll get back to you on that. Remember, I'm on all the social media. If you want to get in touch, uh, you know how to do it. I'm not going to go over it. Look at my website, get my email address from there. Uh, if you know me personally, please let me know what you thought of that and how it sounded. And I would love your constructive feedback. That would, I'd really appreciate it. I really enjoy recording my podcast basically because I get to sit here and talk uninterrupted for 10, 15 minutes, which I love to do. So uh, like I said, get in touch with me on social media. Please do connect. I hope you enjoyed that excerpt from the first chapter of my book. Don't forget the title, which is no surprise to you by now, how to empty your stress bucket and keep it empty for life. It will be available on Amazon. You can, you'll be able to order it from Waterstones and that kind of thing. And actually I am recording this ahead of time. So if it comes out sooner, I will clip and edit in a, a little episode, a little excerpt of if it does come out. Uh, I know not everybody wants to buy from Amazon, so it should be available. Absolutely. Lots of other places where you could go in and order it. And I'm thinking in Edinburgh, if everyone goes into Waterstones on Princess Street or wherever it is now um, and goes in and order it, I'm, you know, people might start saying the people in there might start saying, well, who's this Jin Lally? Everybody's coming in and ordering her book. 
uh, and I, I might be able to um, go in and, and do a book signing. They might want me in. Uh, the other place to do, which I love, is Toppings Bookshop. It's an independent bookshop and it's gorgeous. So yeah, actually, you know, uh, again, Waterstone's big company. Uh, Toppings, absolutely independent and they're just lovely as well in there. So um, another place that hopefully you'll be able to order it from. And uh, if it comes out sooner than this podcast goes out, I will definitely, will have already clipped in a, a little edited bit at the beginning to say it is. Until next time, uh, keep that stress bucket empty and keep getting some good sleep. Take care and speak soon. Bye.